As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. That's right. It is Financial Choices Matter. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Once again, Mark here alongside Charles Scott. Charles, buddy, how are you this week? I am great. Thank you, Mark. Looking forward to the conversation this morning. Yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about today. Yeah, it is uh, It is morning for you at the time of our podcast taping, and the world is uh, trugging along. And of course, you're sweltering in the heat out there in Arizona, and I'm getting, <laughs> getting ready to get hit with a hurricane over here on the East Coast. So, you know, it's all fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we split the difference in being the Midwest, but That's, I don't want to be there. There you go. Fine. I'm with you on that. Well, as always, folks, you know, Charles is a fiduciary advisor. So if you hear anything useful on the show and you have some questions or concerns, give him a call, reach out to him before you take any action at 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. And let's talk about some of our topics today. First thing, I got a headline for you. I wanted to run this past you. My daughter's 22. She's in the Navy now, so I don't have to worry about the wedding thing for a little bit, I don't think. I think I'm okay yeah. right now. She just finished boot camp and she's got schooling. And so I think I'm pretty good for a little bit. But there's a new trend in the wedding industry, Charles, wedding loans. So now there are companies who specifically work with younger couples and will loan them money for their wedding. And the rates, I mean, they go from 5% to 36%, uh, depending on the applicant. What, what do you think about this? Well, I saw something about this, and I knew we were going to potentially chat about this. So we actually looked it up, and I'm, it's astonishing to me. Now, I'm going to sound like an old fuddy-duddy. I don't care. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, whatever happened to saving up to pay and for having stuff. cash yeah. to pay for stuff? Yeah. Not necessarily a house, but maybe a car, a wedding, or knowing exactly how you're going to do this, and you've got the vast majority of it saved up. Our daughter got married almost three years ago. It was a blast. It was a fabulous party. Uh, awesome. And, you know, everybody had figured out exactly how you're going to do that. And nobody needed to go out and borrow any money. I mean, I don't know. It's the other thing I find interesting is just the expense of it, which we were happy with because, you know, it was the perfect wedding from her point of view, which is what it's supposed to be. That's what you're after. Yeah. Uh, but they spend a boatload of money on it and half of them get divorced later. I, that, you know, that's not you know, that's just kind of money down a drain. But I don't know. Let's. You know, you know, you know, Charles, I'm Have actually some, surprised it took this long for companies to come up with that idea, honestly. Like, I'm surprised oh, I, it didn't I, exist no, you know, you're. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's here's a way to make some money. And in some instances, depending on your credit, I would assume a huge amount of money on it. Although there's no collateral unless you've got the... Right. Them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, as a lender. But that's why the rates are so high. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, plan the wedding that you want and start to save for it. And, you know, our daughter did and her husband did. And they knew exactly what they were getting into. And they didn't have to do this. This is the, the ongoing need for instant gratification. Why yes. don't you just create a good habit? Start saving. And just, you know, uh, I, again, like I said. <laughs> just, I, what, just put a little, I, in case you hadn't figured out, this one set me off. So that's a little bit. Yeah. To start the show. A little bit. Well, you know, actually... <laughs> 
It does tie into our topic, so at least I'm not totally out on a, on a limb here. I, I thought it was interesting. I am surprised that it didn't exist, that it hasn't existed sooner. And yes, yeah, yeah. so you know, people just you know start save for things that we're after. So that's our really our topic today is responsible savers do make mistakes, and so you know, even for people who are responsible with their money, Charles, who do take the time to save when it comes to the retirement aspect. We'll shift gears from weddings now to retirement. Entering retirement can still be a challenge because it is such a different stage of life. So let's talk about a few missteps that even the most responsible of savers, kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about with the wedding, can make. A lot of times, I'm sure you'll see people just get overly enamored with cash. Cash is great, makes you feel good to have it, but it can be a problem to get too cash heavy, right? Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think people just misjudge what's coming. They haven't had that experience. They don't know. I don't know that they necessarily are making a mistake. They just haven't thought about it enough. I mean, you need an emergency fund, you know, and so you need, I don't know, industry standard is you need six months of expenses. Okay, that's fair. That's very reasonable. And cash readily, liquidly available. The challenge with just savings right now is you can't earn any interest. We've actually found a little something that right now it's paying 2.85%. You have daily liquidity. This is not a product pitch in any way, shape, or form. But Toyota Financial, the Toyota Motor Company, their lending arm has, it's kind of a commercial papery kind of thing where you can earn a lot lot of interest on it. And if you know, go look up, it's called Income Driver Notes. And again, it's Toyota Motor Company. You know, we don't sell it. It's just out there. We got a thing in the mail several months ago from it, and I tested it out, and I thought, well, this is really kind of cool. Anyway, you can at least earn some interest. Have your emergency fund in something like that. And you're also going to miss out, you know, you're going to be subject to inflation also if it's just cash because inflation happens. And inflation always happens. Uh, right. And so that's something to be con- concerned about, too. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we talked about cash when you're talking about from a saving standpoint, also risk, you know, not taking too much risk. Clearly that is a tenant of really just retirement planning in general. But again, if you're trying to be a responsible saver, be careful that you haven't been so aggressive with the risk that you forget to, you know, kind of back that down or at least have it reevaluated. Oh yeah, that's absolutely the case. It's one of the primary tenants of what we try to do when we're working with folks planning as they get in. They're either into it and they haven't de-risked. That's a hard to say. De-risked <laughs> their portfolio. But there's lots of different ways to do it. And it's something it, you need to be thinking about it because you, if something happens and you make and the market makes a mistake for you, you don't have time to fix it. You know, you, you're not 40 anymore. Right. So it ends up being a significant kind of thing. And you need to understand exactly what the kinds of risk are. We just mentioned inflation. Well, that's a risk, but it's not what you think of from a market return kind of point of view. You're th- usually thinking of a, a major correction or, you know, something like that. But there's ways to get reasonable returns and, you know, de-risk your portfolio. And you're much better off not having a loss and having a small gain than trying to shoot for a big gain. So that's just kind of a real common sense way to try to, right. you know, take this into consideration. Because it's, again, you're not 40 again anymore. You're not. So <laughs> right, you got to right. change, you got to change the strategy. 
Well, you're listening to us here on the podcast, and we're talking about you know responsible savers, places where you can make some missteps to think about. So the couple of places there to consider. The tax time bomb. Okay, this is definitely one that I think a lot of people do. I think we know it, and I think some of us kind of think about it coming, but somewhere along the line, I don't know how, Charles, but we seem to lose track of this thing, and we just keep pumping money into you know, our 401k, and at some point, we got to share that with old Uncle Sam there. Yeah, we've asked people in the past. So how much is in your IRA or your 401k? And they'll give us a number. And we say, well, how much of that is yours? And they have this kind of funny look on their face. And it's like, hey, you got a partner in this and it's the government. And they're going to want their pound of flesh someday. Tax deferred can be great. And when it when 401ks came into, were created in 1978 and really sort of took off in the early 80s, it was save, defer as much as you possibly can because you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. Well, tax brackets are as low as they've almost ever been right now. So my contention is they can't go a whole lot lower. And this is one of the primary focuses of how we try to help people as they start looking into the retirement point is let's let's pay a lower income tax and pay it today and never be taxed again in the future. But get it over with now, because my contention is taxes are going to go up and you've been hammered for decades of defer, 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 defer. Right. And if, in fact, you're really, truly going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, then deferrals are fine. But, you know, and it's starting at 70 and a half, you're going to have to start taking the money out and you need a plan. They just misjudge the impact that it's going to have on, on folks. So we try to make sure that they really, really understand it. And sometimes we've been accused of beating it to death, but that's our job. Right. <laughs> you know, so when we're talking about these different things, Charles, I think one of the things that pops out to a lot of people or happens to a lot of people maybe is over time, you're a really diligent saver, right? And you're doing a really great job and maybe that gets a little too ingrained in your DNA and you forget to like, what's the point of all this saving? Well, the point is to live a little, especially in retirement. Now, yes, you want to get, you want to get through it. Obviously you want to have enough to not have to work at 82, but you still got to remember to turn on the live a little switch. And I think some people do have a disconnect there. If they've been really diligent savers. Yeah, it becomes a really good habit to have, but it's also the you have now the opportunity to sort of relax that habit a little bit and, you know, have a plan. We, people call it a budget, in, you know, as they're doing all of us work over the years, and we just like to call it a spending plan. You know, let's plan how we're going to spend our money, and I think that's one of the categories that you need to make sure that you sort of capitalize in your spending plan, knowing that you go do the things that you've always wanted to go do, get your bucket list checked off, you know, because the other thing that happens to folks as they get older is that they have less flexibility in being able to go and do things. So, you know, know what you want to do, know why you want to do it. And, you know, if you've done a really good job of and been very diligent in saving all along the time, then this is exactly that. It is time to live a little. Go have some fun. Do the things you've always planned on doing. Don't keep putting them off. Yeah. Get them done. Check them off. Check them off. Well, if you're a really diligent saver, these are some places to think about to make sure that you're not having any missteps that could catch up with you. And of course, Charles Scott is a fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, and we always appreciate you here listening to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to it. Uh, you could go to pelotoncapital.com. It's P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N, capital.com, pelotoncapital.com. And uh, you could subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Google or whatever platform of choice it is that you like. And we're going to take an email question here that has come in and we're going to do this one before we wrap up this week's podcast. So Charles Raymond and Tempe says, 
I own my own business and I haven't paid much into Social Security over the years, even though I've had a nice income. Is this going to be problematic for me in retirement? For some reason, I just never really worried about it until the ripe old age of 58. Yeah, ripe old age of 58, wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> it seems like. Uh, that's, that, you're so I, youthful I, you know, sounding though, Charles. Ah, uh, uh, that's all right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess, my Raymond, my question has got to be for you. Why didn't you pay into Social Security? Did your accountant suggest that you don't? Because if you, depending on how you set up your business, you don't necessarily have to pay Social Security tax on your wages. But if you didn't take those dollars that you're not paying into the Social Security bucket and do something else constructive with them that's going to create for you what Social Security would have done, then you've missed the boat in that respect. You know, because Social Security, honest to gosh, is lifetime guaranteed lifetime income with inflation provision built into it. And unless you've done something to duplicate that, then you might have a problem. And we have found over the years that that second half of the equation, hey, if you're set up and you set your business up, you don't have to pay your Social Security tax because you know, you just don't as a self-employed person is not inaccurate. But at the same time, if they also don't say, but then you need to take those dollars and you need to make it your kind of create your own version of your own personal social security, then, you know, you're going to miss out on some lifetime benefits and that can be problematic. So yeah. hopefully Raymond, you, you know, you've got some other stuff there, but if you're starting to think about it now, you're never going to have as robust a social security income as you might have otherwise. All right. Well, thanks so much for the question. We appreciate it. As always, if you'd like to submit a question, go to PelotonCapital.com. That's PelotonCapital.com. And don't forget, I just said it while you're there, subscribe to the podcast. And that way you can get past episodes, future episodes of Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. And of course, uh, if you have any questions, if you need some help, you can always reach out to him. I share this with friends or family, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever floats your boat. There's lots of ways to do that right there on the podcast page. You'll see how you can do that. Uh, I think the link the share links are Facebook and Twitter. So feel free to give a share and reach out to Charles if you need help. 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. He's a fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving you in the Scottsdale area. Charles, my friend, thank you so much for your time this week. I hope you have a good week. Mark, thank you. And let's keep our fingers crossed that nothing dramatic happens from your point of view from a weather perspective. Yeah, yeah. At the time of this podcast, the hurricane's uh, heading towards us here in North Carolina. But I think we're just going to get a little skirting. So hopefully we'll see. we got about another 24 hours before we notice. But we'll see you next time. I'll have power by then, I'm sure. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll catch you next time, folks, here on Financial Choices. Thanks, Charles. We'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. We'll see you next time. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.